You are listening to Heal Yeah with Colleen Ziegler, produced by the Lighter Side Network. Visit thelightersidenetwork.com for hundreds of video episodes and podcasts exploring wholeness living, trance channeling, energy work, and more. The Lighter Side Network, where the everyday meets the extraordinary. Welcome to the Heal Yeah podcast. I am your host, Colleen Ziegler, and today I am here with... Janet Raptus. Hey, Janet. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. good. I'm good. Thank you. I am so happy you're here. Oh, I'm so happy yeah, to be I'm here. I'm honored to be here. I know you just had to come down the hallway. <laughs> <laughs> it was a lot so, of trouble to get here. I know. I really appreciate you making the journey through traffic, all of that. Atlanta traffic can be quite intense. I saw one pedestrian. Yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised. <laughs> So I just want to introduce you a little bit for those listeners who are not familiar with Janet. She is an amazing human being, and you can find more about her at JanetRaftis.com, and that's R-A-F-T-I-S. And Janet is an energy healer, and she teaches psychic development, right? You have retreats coming up. Yeah. uh, May and July of 2019. Yep. And where are those retreats? In North Carolina. Both of them at the same place? Just outside of Asheville. Okay. Nice. I've heard actually really great things about them. Yes. Like magical land, right? Yes. Magical. Awesome. (laughs) And you are also a psychic medium. I am. I love that. (laughs) (laughs) So I wanted to ask you a question before we got started. It's not a question I think that I've asked any of my uh, guests so far. Mm -hmm. And that is, what is healing? What is healing to you? What is Janet Raftis's definition? Of healing. So I suppose that the in the most basic form, the definition would be taking something that is out of balance, an organism, which is, you know, in this case, our particular organism, and bringing it back into balance. So anytime there is trauma, repressed emotions, life that happens, um, we can become out of balance within our body. And that will show up in a myriad of different ways. It could be physical, emotional, mental, spiritual. And all of those things will interact with one another to create an imbalance. And then healing is really just the act of returning returning the body to balance. Oh, I like that. I do. And, um, in another podcast, we talked about, too, how it, it allows healing in general, allows someone to live their full expression. Absolutely. And so when you were saying all those things, that had come up as well, because when mm-hmm. we bring our body into balance, energetically, emotionally, spiritually, physically, mm-hmm. we can allow ourselves to express. Yes, it creates space, right? Yes. When we have trauma and our nervous system is off kilter and all these things are happening, we, we become rigid, we become tight, we have what we call blockages, we'll put that in quotation marks, mm-hmm. but right, constrictions of energy where the energy is not flowing. And anytime the energy is constricted where it's not flowing, then we are ourselves constricted, right? And so as we remove those constrictions, we move into a greater state that when we hit that homeostasis, then we can from there move into a state of expansion. We have the space that is able to open up and and lead us into that. That's beautiful. I like that. So tell us a little bit about your about Janet and and your journey and and how you kind of came upon what you're doing now. I I know that most of the time when I run across healers, Mm -hmm. (laughs) even psychic mediums, Mm -hmm. you know, people doing what a lot of people call light workers, Mm -hmm. they, they seem to have a story. They seem to have a background into what kind of catapulted them into that, for lack of a better word, profession. Yeah. I think for myself, you know, looking at 
all of the people I know who do this work, it takes a huge amount of courage to do this work. Mm -hmm. It's not just something you step into lightly and say, this is what I'm going to start doing. It takes a lot of courage. It takes a lot of, you know, um, you got to handle that skeptic skepticism. (laughs) (laughs) Um, it, I, I respect it. I, re- I really do. So tell us a little bit about you. Yeah, it really demands that we, I mean, that we step into every part of ourselves, right? Um, you know, I think when I was, when I was young, I wanted to be a doctor because mm-hmm. that was the only context I had. I can see that. <laughs> I can. I can see you like doing your rounds in your white coat. I really can. I can totally see that. <laughs> Maybe in another lifetime. I know, right? When I was young, I would like watch surgery on TV, like open, like, you know, now I don't think I would ever do that. But at the time I was really fascinated with the, that. And I mean, I, that's mixed in there with wanting to be an Olympic gymnast and a few other (laughs) things, but, but I've definitely always had the interest and I've always been able to sense energy. I could see energy, feel energy. I was very aware that I was, I didn't, of course, know what an empath was then. That's kind of a new term Mm -hmm. for this. Um, But I, I was aware that I was feeling emotions that were not mine, but I didn't know how to manage it. I didn't know how to deal with it. Um, It was very overwhelming. Um, I also was highly intuitive. And again, I didn't really know what that meant. I just Mm -hmm. knew that I knew things. I knew that I knew what people were thinking. I knew who was on the phone when it rang. I I knew those things. Don't you find that as a as a child? I'm assuming mm-hmm. you're talking about when you're yeah. a child, because mm-hmm. I was a pretty intuitive child as mm-hmm. well. Um, not quite an empath, but quite intuitive. Mm-hmm. And when you're a child, you think everyone has those, uh, I guess, abilities mm-hmm. or I'm not. Some people call them gifts, like, mm-hmm. but you kind of think, well, why don't you sense that is a bad person? Obvious. It's obvious right. to me. You know. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know that I, I mean, I suppose I didn't recognize that I was unique in that way. Mm -hmm. I think that there was a point that I did recognize I was unique in that way. And that was when I started to shut down. And that was probably in like pre-adolescence, I would say what we would call tween now. Mm -hmm. Like I think in that time period is when I went, whoa, wait a minute, I'm different. There's something here going on that I don't understand and I don't like it because it's uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. And so for me, what happened was that I, um, you know, I think too, just to back up a little bit, I think I have what I have come to recognize as empathic trauma Mm -hmm. because um, I think in a lot of environments that I was in, I didn't recognize that I was having a nervous system response to my environment because of what I could see sense Mm. underneath the surface. And so I feel like, and and I'm still uncovering some trauma from my childhood because healing never ends, right? Mm -hmm. And so I think that I was already in a, a state where my nervous system was heightened for a v- variety of reasons, trauma and sensitivities. And then I got into my teenage years and I was just like, I can't even deal. Mm-hmm. Like I just shut down. I started using alcohol and drugs. I was raped during that time. And I think that was really a turning point, right? Initially, it started as a downward spiral. And I think that was a downward spiral that lasted about 15 years, um, where I was in and out of my addiction, but never recovered. Mm -hmm. Um, And where I was very, I I would say now looking back, definitely PTSD, Mm -hmm. um, without having any idea what that was. And so depressed, the world... If I look back at me in my life at that point in time, it feels dark and sticky and gray. I mean, it just feels like the energy of depression and, and 
being so lost. Mm -hmm. So I really sort of wandered through those years, um, you know, continuing to just dampen myself, basically. And then I got married um, and uh, decided that it was time to have my son and um, got pregnant and it was amazing. And I stopped using all my numbing tools and I was hit. I was hit really hard with my trauma and I was hit really hard with my sensitivities, both of them at the same time. And oh, it wow. was really overwhelming. And a new mom. And I was a new mom. Yeah. 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 Um, so the, the good thing was that we were living in Costa Rica at the time in a very small town. And so I think that was probably kind of my saving grace, like, because it was so, my environment was so nurturing mm -hmm. and loving. Um, but I really um, turned to you know, serendipitously, I was led to an energy healer who was teaching Reiki classes. And I was like, I felt sort of called to it. I had a series of events that had, again, very synchronistically happened right before then. Um, I'd read a book that called The Holographic Universe by Michael Talbot that described me like all of a sudden I had a context mm. for my gifts and what they were and what they meant to me and that they there was a scientific explanation for them because I needed that at that point in time to validate it that I wasn't just crazy, mm -hmm. that this was real stuff that had been happening to me. And then I had um, a girlfriend had come to, was traveling through Central America, had stopped in to visit us. She had learned Reiki. She gave me my first Reiki session. I was amazed at what my experience was and also what my husband's experience was with her. Really piqued my curiosity. And then, of course, this Reiki healer shows up in town and is doing giving Reiki classes. And I'm... From what you're saying, I'm hearing this is all within like a month's time or something. Yes. Is that is that right? Very, very close okay. together. Yeah. So like boom. Yes. Awakening. Awakening. Yeah. Totally. I was thrust into it and um, launched into it. And so, um, yeah. So I started doing Reiki really as, I mean, I had no idea of anything beyond just my own healing. Mm -hmm. Like I just knew that I was desperate. And this thing had come into my life, and I really dedicated myself to it. And so for the first couple of years that I did Reiki, it was mostly, I would say, 95% self-healing. And I would work on my husband or my son or a girlfriend here and there, but it was, it was all about me. And that really started everything for me, you know. And then at some point after my um, husband and I separated, I moved, you know, we all moved back to the States, and I was a single mom at that point in time trying to take care of Jake, got back to the States, just went back to the restaurant industry because it was easy mm -hmm. and I knew I could make some money. Um, but it was like there in my head, I had started professionally offering my services in Costa Rica just before coming back, maybe a year before coming back and hadn't gotten a lot of traction with it, but had been doing it. And, um, and I knew I wanted to do that, but I, um, you know, I felt, I felt pretty lost still. And so, um, really everything kind of went on hold for a little bit. And then I started drinking again. And then I very quickly determined that that was not a good plan <laughs> of action. <laughs> and so I actually got like officially sober. Um, and I think that that really enabled me to, um, I guess recovery versus just not drinking, right, mm. was a big difference for me. And it really was something Like that, saying it out loud. 
Yeah, saying mm-hmm. it out loud and actually, you know, going to meetings and doing the work that I should have done, or I didn't know to do, right? But doing work that enabled me to get really clear on myself, my boundaries, where I had been selfish in the past, where I had, you know, where I owed amends, where I needed to look within. Um, it put my, even my my trauma into a different perspective in different light. Um, and it allowed me to drop into my body. It gave me this space. So it was very, very healing for me to have that experience. And, um, and then from that, I was able to make a new foundation, um, a new foundation that, um, enabled me to do this professionally. I love it. (laughs) So did you start doing what you're doing professionally just as an, I don't want to say just, that's Mm -hmm. not, that's not the right thing to say at all focusing strictly on energy healing at the time, focusing on Reiki. And then did you find that your psychic abilities came out by doing those sessions? Yes, absolutely. So it did start as strictly a Reiki healing service. Mm -hmm. Um, And my psychic gifts did come out. They got a lot stronger. And so at some point in time, somebody was like, had a session with me and was like, why don't you give readings too? Like, (laughs) you're, you're doing it already. Um, and so I did, I was sort of, I mean, I was courageous in some ways. I mean, I think one of the things about being an entrepreneur in general is you have to really face your stuff, right? Yeah. yeah. And like really move through it anyway. And so. And put um, yourself out there on new, in new levels, you yes. know, when you're sitting at the office job mm-hmm. or, you know, I'm going to say the restaurant since you, mm-hmm. you brought it up, it's so easy just to kind of get stuck in that mediocrity. Mm-hmm. But when you start, doing business for yourself, you have to step it up and put yourself out there. Yeah. Yeah. I really had to. And that terrified me at the time. And it took me a while. I was kind of slow. Um, I had, you know, several years being back here. Well, I was also trying to support my child Mm -hmm. and transitioning and there was a lot going on, but I, um, you know, I did it over time. I sort of built my client base over time. And then um, I started doing readings and that brought in a new revenue stream. And I was able to do psychic fairs. And I did some things that were like kind of like boot camps in a way mm-hmm. for this. And then um, and then it, there was a point in time about six years ago, maybe five or six years ago, where I, I was able to flip it right? Where I was able to ease my way out of the restaurant industry and into full-time healing and intuitive work. Which is healing for you in Mm -hmm. itself. Cause I, Mm -hmm. you know, I know that there's probably a large handful of people out there listening who have worked in the restaurant industry. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm not saying all of it is this way, but it can be a little bit of a toxic lifestyle Mm -hmm. because if you, especially if you're working late at night, mm-hmm. it, there is a lot of addiction involved. That's mm-hmm. all I'm going to say. <laughs> I've been there, not yeah. so much with the addiction part, mm-hmm. but but surrounded by it. In the uh, environment. Yes. And yeah. so I can see going through what you were going through and working in that industry. I don't want to make assumptions about what was going on around you at all. Mm-hmm. I just think it's it would be it would be challenging. Yeah. Well, what was really hard too was as I was doing more and more healing work, and more and more intuitive work, I was, my sensitivities were continuing to get like stronger and stronger and stronger. And so going to work was becoming like physically challenging. Like it was super hard to be just in that type of environment. And the people I worked with were mostly amazing Mm -hmm. people. Um, I think that people who work in restaurants are fun and creative and absolutely just great to be around. Um, And also 
a lot of real sensitive people who mm-hmm. are in an environment that enables you to explore different avenues of yes. life. Yes. Exactly. You so. put you put that so well. <laughs> you did because it's it, a lot of times, you know, within that industry you there's so many creatives, mm-hmm. so many creatives, and it's kind of a stopping point for a lot of yeah. people to launch whatever, you know, say creatives, entrepreneurs, you know, mm-hmm. looking for that next step to really step out the way that you did mm-hmm. and do what they were being called to do and yeah. not have to you know, work in that environment anymore. Yeah. Yeah. And so it did provide me with that. You know, I'm so grateful to it. Um, and I'm also really grateful that I'm not doing it anymore. Yeah. You know, so <laughs> I see that in your smile. <laughs> right now. Yeah. How did your own healing and self-awareness increase play a role in de- developing and opening up your abilities, your psychic abilities mm-hmm. and your healing abilities? Yeah. So I was, as I mentioned before, I mean, I was so like serious about my personal healing and I've really dedicated, I mean, I did almost daily Reiki treatments for, I mean, at least a year, if not longer. And, um, I really, I spent time with like each of my chakras learning about it, um, allowing my, the energy to reveal itself to me. Um, I learned a lot about my early trauma mm-hmm. um, that had been hidden and is still revealing itself to me. But I learned a lot about that. I made a lot of connections that were very strange for me to make or seemingly would seem strange out of the context of that, mm-hmm. right? Um, but had these knowingnesses that they were absolutely true about me. And so I had a real curiosity and a sense of exploration around it that I think was really helpful for me. Like I have I think from the very beginning, been very open-minded about it. I mean, I had a moment, I mean, I have a story where I was like, okay, you know, finally like doing energy healing work. And I was like, okay, so I believe in God. Like I had, I had been on the fence right mm-hmm. before then. And I was like, I believe in God now because I experienced it. I, I recognize this as a truth because I'm working with this energy, this source energy. And then I was like, but there are no angels. Angels are like the stupidest thing ever. <laughs> And then I was like, Archangel Michael showed up one day and I was like, okay, they're angels. And I was like, but there are no fairies because fairies are just like a childhood, whatever. And then I was like, oh my God, not only are there fairies, but they're all around me. <laughs> I'm a total elemental. So, and also from what I know about you, you're teaching classes on both of I these know, things right now, totally. which is so funny. I, I love stories like that mm-hmm. because- when you truly are open, anything mm-hmm. is, is possible. And that was what I realized. That was exactly it. I was like, I'm the only thing getting in my way here. Mm-hmm. Like, this is a universe of infinite potential, right? And so from that moment on, it was like, I just allowed it to go wherever it needed to go for me. And I've had an amaz- I mean, amazing adventures in my healing practice and in my intuitive practice, talking to beings that I would never even have imagined I would have conversations with and um, really exploring different dimensions and realms. And it's so fun. I mean, it's greater than any drug I ever did. (laughs) And sitting across from Janet right now, I can say that she's a completely sane human being. (laughs) She's not on anything right now (laughs) that I'm aware of. She's drinking some water that I poured for her myself. (laughs) But that's, that is the fun aspect Mm -hmm. of that kind of life is that when you open yourself up and you're not so closed up Mm -hmm. to possibilities, I mean, it doesn't have to be angels and fairies, but really 
any possibility yeah. that could happen in your life, right? Mm -hmm. You know, being an entrepreneur, creating your own business, being able to support yourself and your yeah. son and not having to supplement it in other yeah. ways. I mean, that's that's huge. Yeah, it is huge. And doing the work that you love. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Sometimes. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I know I Most do. Most of the time. Yes. I'm, I'm just kidding. I'm totally joking about it because I, I do know it can be draining work and yeah. it's really beautiful. Um, but it takes that kind of work that you mm -hmm. do. Another reason I think is so courageous is that it really requires you self-care to be at its prime. Yeah. You know, you've got to have top-notch self-care and, and all of that. And that's yeah. challenging sometimes. It is. Because we're human. Totally. Yeah. So, and I get into trouble myself. I mean, in full disclosure, like there will be times when I'm like, why am I so exhausted? And then it's like, oh, because I have not been taking care of myself. I mean, I've just learned that there are some non-negotiables, right? And I do have a tendency to get caught up in working and childcare and, you know, friends and all the stuff. And mm -hmm. I have to really step back and, and evaluate and, and look at what am I doing? And, and also, you know, continuing my, my personal practices that, that support me being embodied and grounded and centered. Mm -hmm. It's so important. I mean, just getting back on the self-care, some of the awareness mm -hmm. that I have had around it is that mm -hmm. how can I possibly continue my own healing mm -hmm. and my own transformation as a human in my life and being the best person I can be mm -hmm. if I haven't looked in the mirror in three days? Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> this is like awareness I had this morning. Right. You know, it, it's like it is so important. We get wrapped up in, in so many other things, mm -hmm. but just stopping and pausing and taking care of ourselves yeah. and how much that opens up for those people around us. Yeah. You know, going back to like the put the oxygen mask on first before exactly. you put it on others. Yeah. And something that's really come up for me lately around this is is within that context as well is, is you know, I think a lot of us who are in this industry, well, I'm going to speak for myself, but I've seen it in others as well, is that we're accustomed to supporting others. Mm -hmm. And um, it's a little harder to ask for the support ourselves. And that's something that I have a lot of awareness around lately is that I have to ask for the support, like, you know, whether it's in the home with, you know, doing the dishes mm -hmm. or the laundry, or it's in my job, or it's from my girlfriends, like whatever that might mean is... I have to be willing to ask as well. Yes, that's huge. Mm -hmm. Really big. <laughs> yes. Thank you so much for joining me today. I just, I really want to talk about what you're currently doing and how you're spreading, you know, the beautiful Janet around. <laughs> we talked about your retreats that you're doing mm -hmm. in May and July of mm -hmm. 2019, and you can find those on JanetRaftis.com. You're also on social media, mm -hmm. Facebook and Instagram. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm, Talk, let's talk a little bit about the monthly uh, events you're doing at the Center for Love and Light in Atlanta. I know one is a women's circle, mm -hmm. which I've heard rave reviews on, and I'm trying to get there myself. <laughs> I really am. <laughs> Jen's like, okay, Colleen, yeah, you've said that for months, but I really am. I've heard such wonderful things about the women's circle. Mm, awesome. And tell us um, about the other event you're doing every month. That changes. That changes, right? yeah. Okay. So the women's circle is uh, specifically a divine feminine women's circle. So we work with energies of the divine feminine. It is an amazing group mm -hmm. of people, of women who have come together. And I've enjoyed facilitating 
facilitating it so much. And that's on the third Wednesday of every month. And then, um, and that can be something that you can come to one time. You can come every time. Is, exactly. that, is that right? Okay. Yep. So there's like kind of like a core group that have been showing up every month and that relationship is building, which mm-hmm. is really beautiful. And then a lot of people who have been popping in and out. Um, you so get a great. group of women together and it makes you feel like you can do anything. It, it's so powerful. It's so powerful mm-hmm. to have that kind of community, whether yeah. it's in your neighborhood or at the women's, you know, divine mm-hmm. feminine circle or at work. I mean, wherever you are yeah. having a group and I'm not dissing the men here. I'm just saying, got some powerful females <laughs> behind yeah. you and there's, there's nothing like it. Magic happens. Yes. Magic happens yeah. for sure. Absolutely. And then, um, the other thing that I'm doing is monthly workshops and, and this is open to men and women. <laughs> so we usually have one or two men. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and the workshop topics do change, right? So, it, but it's, you know, somehow related to intuitive development or spiritual development. So, um, the upcoming one that actually will have passed by the time this is released, but is on angels, mm-hmm. right? And then there'll be one on chakras and we've done, uh, I've done a workshop for empaths and a workshop for, um, tuning into your own inner wisdom. And so every, every month it just changes according to what I sort of see, that my community wants or what has been really helpful for people in the past that I've taught and just dialing into that and seeing what comes up. I love everything you're doing. And Thank and you. what I love even more is the smile that you have on your face when you describe all of it, oh. because it just shows you, you know, that you're really doing the work that you're meant to be doing. I wish there was another word besides work because, mm-hmm. you know, you're doing the work. Yeah. <laughs> you're doing the good work. Yeah. So thank you so much for joining me today. I'm so happy that you walked down the hall and <laughs> came into the studio. You're such an honor to have you. Thank you, for sure. And being so vulnerable and sharing your own story, that's really, really respected. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, everyone, for joining us today. And thank you to Janet. And check out the rest of the podcast on thelightersidenetwork.com. We're also on iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, and Stitcher. Okay. See you next time. The ideas expressed by guests are not necessarily Colleen's personal beliefs. Information received from Hilia is not to be used as a substitute for medical or psychological advice. See and hear more from Colleen by subscribing to The Lighter Side Network at www.thelightersidenetwork.com. The Lighter Side Network, where the everyday meets the extraordinary.